You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Brad Powers of the Bet the Board podcast and on X at Brad Powers 7. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Let's start by talking about Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, in all likelihood, uh, will not be on the sideline when it comes to these last few games for Michigan. So how do we handicap that? How much should the line be moving? And do you feel like the market is perhaps overreacting or underreacting to such news? Yeah, I don't think the market should move at all, to be honest with you. Uh, As long as he can be with the team throughout the course of the week, he can still put all those hours as far as game planning and practices and whatnot. Uh, I just don't think three hours on a Saturday afternoon should mean that much. If it does, maybe a half point especially in the Ohio State game if it's really close and he has to make you know, one of those two key decisions throughout the course of the game. Then it would impact it, but for the most part, we didn't see the line move hardly at all when the news broke last week. Obviously, Michigan had one of their best performances of the season considering that was their toughest opponent. Uh, they're on the road. They didn't even attempt to pass in the second half, and they still were able to exert their will on Penn State. So I, I'm, in, I'm in the boat that it shouldn't impact it enough uh, as far as moving point spreads. To the point where, you know, there was a couple books that had that Michigan-Ohio State line posted already. Five and a half is what I saw. I like Michigan at that number. Mm. Uh, Speaking of uh, markets not moving, well, the rankings didn't move last week. What do you expect our lead lead talking points will be after uh, the new list comes out? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, when it comes to, you know, my neck of the woods, as far as the gambling, it doesn't impact us whatsoever what the, the rankings are. So, uh, obviously, if I'm a, I'll talk my ratings. I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though Oregon's lost the game, uh, I think I have Oregon three. I have Michigan and Georgia at one and two, and then Oregon's three. Uh, they're just, you look at them, just simple metrics, yards per play margin, yards per game margin, points per game margin. They're just right up there with Georgia and in some instances with Michigan as well and, and played a tougher schedule than those two teams. So, and, and then you look no further, you can bet the Pac-12 championship game right now. It's not going to be officially set matchup yet but they're a six and a half point favorite over washington right now uh that showed the team that beat them so oregon right now would be in my play if i was doing a playoff and we wanted to get the absolute best teams in there they would be in there and alabama is obviously surging they're the crimson tide for the first time since the start of the season since the loss to texas would be in my top four they would be the fourth team you mentioned Oregon, and I want to follow up on that. Do you agree with the books now making Bo Nix the favorite to win the Heisman? Yeah, yeah I, I think he deserves that. Considering what the Heisman pretty much is, best player on one of the best teams, uh, he deserves to be the, the favorite, especially I expect him to have big performances down the stretch, including this week against the bad Arizona State team. They'll be a prohibitive favorite against Oregon State, and I do like him to get revenge 
against, uh, you know, uh, an average Washington defense at best. So he deserves to be the favorite. But honestly, guys, if we are legit giving it to the best player in college football, it's Jane Daniels for LSU. I mean, I'm sorry that he can't play two ways and play defense, but I mean, what he did against Florida, (laughs) something we've never seen in the history of college football before. And so I I know he's, he's on a team that's lost three games, but he can only play one side of the ball and he's played it better than anybody at the most important position. Um, he just said, you know, look, his passing stats are just as good as Bo Nix and Michael Penix, and then he's going to run for over 1,000 yards in the SEC as a quarterback. So uh, I, I just – he would – if I was voting, I would vote him right now as the Heisman winner. Well, let's explore that a little bit more because there are examples of quarterbacks for teams that have lost a few games and still won the Heisman. I mean, we're talking about Lamar Jackson in Louisville. We're talking about Robert Griffin III at Baylor. So the precedent is very much there. But I guess my question is, from a betting perspective, was that a different era of college football? Are we just so enamored with the college football playoff that we just have to take a quarterback who's vying for one of those spots? Or can we be open-minded enough in this era? I just, I mean, an era ago, I mean, when the years go by, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, RG3, that's a different, long gone by era of RG3 from 10 years ago. Uh, Lamar Jackson from just seven years ago. But I hear you. I understand that. Uh, And I'm going to agree with it because the problem, the biggest problem Jamie Daniel is going to have is they, I mean, not going to move the needle this week. They're playing Georgia State. Then they're playing a bad Texas A&M team that just fired their coach. So there's, there's nothing really high profile. Bo Nix is going to be uh, on the stage starting next week against Oregon State, a rival. I think Oregon State beats Washington this week. So I think that game will be pretty big next week. And they'll play in the Pac-12 championship game, another high profile. So we live in a society uh, that that is, you know, the 24-hour news cycle, instant gratification. If Bo Nix has two big games against Oregon State in the Pac-12 title game, he's going to be your Heisman winner. Uh, Let's talk about Florida State. Uh, You did not mention them in your top four. The betting market agrees with you. They're not in the top four right now. Uh, and they had a close one over the weekend and, and Jordan Travis free-falling in the Heisman market. Uh, where are you on that team moving forward, just on, on a week-to-week betting angle? Yeah, I think they're a little overrated uh, is my thoughts. I don't know how to take advantage of them because they play North Alabama and FCS team this week. And then, I mean, they do play at Florida in the finale. They're going to be a double-digit mm-hmm. favorite. I'm guessing because that game, you know, a a big rivalry game, similar to Miami getting a lot of points. I'll be on Florida there. But I'm not talking about them, but I will say this on their behalf. They got the easiest path. I mean, they're going to be a prohibitive favorite this week uh, against Florida. And then right now you can bet the Louisville game, the ACC championship, uh, where they're a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. So the pathway is still clear for Florida State. Win out. You're going to be favored to do so. You'll You'll be in the playoff as an unbeaten conference champ. Now, once you get to the playoff, uh, and that is indeed the case, I'll be looking to play Florida State in that semifinal. Yeah, I like it. I want to get uh, some of your favorite picks for this week that's still available. I know that's what the people tune in for when Brad joins us on the show. So uh, let's open it up to you. What are some of your favorite spreads or totals? Yeah, I like Texas Tech this week. We'll lay the three here. Uh, and look, I don't mind playing against Central Florida after they won by 40-plus uh, as an underdog last week. Catching them, that's kind of a sell-high spot. And I think Texas Tech's power rating uh, is tough to gauge because they had a, a stretch where they had five games where they're playing with a backup quarterback that's banged up or even a third-string quarterback. 
Now at the, off the bye, they got the backup healthy. He's a legitimate player. Baron Morton's his name. They've won and covered each of their last two games, including the upset against Kansas on the road last week. Texas Tech minus three. Another team that I think surging Virginia Tech, laying a short number at home. I know this sounds a little square, but we're laying some short favorite, home favorites. But Virginia Tech minus two and a half for me. And again, State, NC State's overrated their opponent. Uh, two, get, two upset wins for them, uh, where they got significantly outgained against Miami and Clemson. They're a different team away from home than they are uh, in the friendly confines there of Carter Finley Stadium. So I like Virginia Tech to clinch ball eligibility. We'll lay the two and a half. Here's a short home favorite for you. Oregon State, two-point favorites against Washington. The undefeated Huskies uh, somehow just keep finding ways to win. Uh, But this looks like an especially tough test against Oregon State. How do you see this game playing out, also with a total of 63.5? Yeah, I didn't bet it, but I agree with the move here. I mean, Washington, very early in the markets, was a short favorite, like one, uh, one and a half points. The flip to Oregon State is a favorite. Makes sense to me. Uh, Oregon State, a team much different at home compared to on the road. They're two losses this year away from home. At home, I mean, you even said, I know against a bad Stanford team, but a Stanford team that had Washington on the ropes just a few weeks ago, Oregon State annihilates them. I just think Washington's a little overrated. They've been hanging on by uh, a thread here in several games, three, four games here in recent weeks. Uh, their bubble burst, uh, Oregon State wins the game. I haven't bet it, though, but if, if you gave me a $20 bill and said, hey, you got to bet this game, I'd lay the two. Uh, let's stay out west. How about uh, the Utes at Arizona? Basically picking the winner here, total 45. You know what? I like Utah. I like the matchup here. Their defensive line uh, get some pressure on Arizona a little bit. Pretty disappointed in Arizona's performance against Colorado last week. I thought they would control matters and didn't. Uh, I just Arizona's been great against the spread uh, all year long uh, until last week. But I, I just think, to me, Utah's the more proven commodity. Give me the Utes. What about Minnesota at Ohio State? This one, a big number, 27 and a half. I'm glad you brought this one up because I thought a pretty peculiar move happened yesterday in the marketplace with both the Minnesota-Ohio State and the Michigan-Maryland games where we saw the market fade Michigan and Ohio State. Big favorites week prior to the big, the big game. Could be mm-hmm. a look ahead. Uh, you also got to question motivation for margin in the second half of these games. It's probably going to be a simple formula, get up uh, early uh, and then get the heck out of there and get healthy for next week's game. So I agree with the move on Maryland, and I really agree with the move on Minnesota here when it was 28 and a half, 28, and I would still lean that way on Minnesota plus 27 and a half. Any kind of conference futures that stand out to you? Yeah, we're only a couple of weeks uh, left until we have to figure out these things, but uh, any conferences stand out as some dark horses that could still win their leagues? Uh, if there'd be one, I might take a flyer on and be Oregon state. Cause I think, you know, some people are surprised they're favored this week against Washington. Uh, and then there'll be an underdog against Oregon, but they kind of control their destiny here in their last two weeks. They win both of those games. Uh, they'll likely be in the Pac-12 championship game. So if you're looking for a super long shot, that would be it. <laughs> you're not going to get me to say, Hey, Iowa's got a chance, uh, you know, <laughs> in the big 10 championship game. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and some of these, I'm, the SEC game set, you can bet that game now. Georgia's a four-point favorite. I think that's fair. Uh, Conference USA is already set. Uh, the MAC, Toledo's going to win it. So I, I think we're, that, that market's been, uh, as far as the value, has been dried up. 
Uh, Brad, let's talk about the the Big Ten for a little bit here because you've gone on record. You're you're big on Michigan against Ohio State in their last game of the year. But what we witnessed on Saturday, it was Michigan's first test. Uh, What were some of your takeaways in that one? And uh, do you still stand by the Wolverines in that game against Ohio State? Yeah, I I do. Uh, I just I liked what I saw. I mean, there's a team that's facing some adversity as far as off the field. Uh, the coach isn't going to be with them. Uh, they learn of that when they get off the plane. Uh, they hadn't really played anybody all year. This is going to be their tough, toughest test. And, you know, they were the right side from the get-go. Uh, they handled business. I like the – I mean, there wasn't anything fluky about it. I mean, when, when you don't attempt to pass in the second half and you're just able to run the football right at somebody, I mean, th- that's that's what national championship-type uh, caliber teams look like at the uh, on a line of scrimmage. So, uh, yeah, nothing changed. In fact, uh, my position on Michigan, my confidence level went way up last week because I needed to see them play a legitimate opponent. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Brad, I'm curious how you rate Alabama and how impressed you've been on this run that they've gone on since that loss to Texas and just the coaching job that Nick Saban has done this year as well. Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, Yeah, this is one of his better coaching jobs because, I mean, if you'd asked me after Texas and then the week after against South Florida, which, which was a legitimate nip-and-tuck game in the second half as a 35-point favorite, I would have said, hey, this Alabama team is going to lose three games, maybe four. And their ability – to get better, especially at the quarterback position, Jalen Milrow uh, is really, truly ascendant. But also, I think it's from a coaching aspect. When you look at their second-half adjustments in the games against Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU, particularly on the defense side of the ball, I mean, it's as good as it gets. So uh, they're in the mix. Uh, I would not have said that a month ago. Um, and uh, I know they're going to be an underdog against Georgia in the SEC championship game. But that, that game's much more winnable than what it was a month ago, where, where it's only a four-point spread. Although I will say this. Let's not overlook their game next week. They're on the road at Auburn. Auburn's also ascending. And some really good Alabama teams have lost on the road in Jordan-Hare. So uh, that one, I know I'm coaches speak here, but let's not overlook their arch rival. <laughs> Would you uh, sprinkle a little bit on Alabama money line in the SEC championship game against Georgia? I would not. I think Georgia is better. Uh, no, I, I would not be there yet. I, Man, Georgia, when Georgia is on, and obviously motivation won't be an issue against Alabama, when they are on like they were last week against Ole Miss, like they were in the first half against Florida, like they were against Kentucky, they're the best team in the country. So, no, I, I, I don't think Alabama is going to beat Georgia. Brad Powers of the Bet the Board podcast and on X at Brad Powers 7. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, take care, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brad.
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's so interesting when we're talking about Michigan and the whole Jim Harbaugh factor, like how much the line should move versus how much the line is moving, things like that. It's it's complicated because how much is already installed to where everybody can just sort of plug and play ideas. But if, say, things are going sideways, then don't you need that sort of legendary voice, so to speak, to be able to get mm-hmm. the team back on track. How much does that matter at the end of the day? Yeah, we, we don't know. I mean, I'd love to have the answer to that question. I think everybody everybody would. But yeah, as long as he's there yeah. for the prep, it's fine. Um, did, Moore, <laughs> did Moore lose any chance at a head coaching gig in the next cycle? Which was the constant <laughs> swearing. Honestly, when you hire someone... I... For college, he's your face. He's speaking to the media right. constantly, and just – I couldn't believe what I was watching. I don't know about you guys. Because Jim Harbaugh's dead, and that's why he's yeah, reacting apparently. the way he is. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. It's awful. This is Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Coming up next, NFL Comeback Player of the Year and NBA Play-In Tournament Futures. That's right here on the Becky All Network.